I know, but like, what is a banana? I'm not a plant gynecologist. <laughs> Bananas are in peril around the world, Nathan. Hell! 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 Does that spark joy for you now, <laughs> motherfucker? Sushi jackknife. Sushi jackknife. Sushi jackknife. Sushi jackknife. Sushi Get ready. I'm in the mood. I don't. Come on now, yeah. What's your stance on Sublime? Yeah. The band Sublime. Yeah. I don't dislike Sublime. Yeah. I. I feel like Sublime was before my time. Like you're you're rhyming a little there. Yeah, I know. Be careful. Well, they they uh, because they blew up. Mid nineties. Probably. Yeah, and it, I, I wasn't really aware of them until, like, late high school when yeah. I was working in a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> that <And> makes sense. <laughs> definitely in college when there was a bar next to the said Mexican restaurant that right. had a karaoke machine. <laughs> or not karaoke, a mm. uh, jukebox. <clears throat> I love um, Santeria. I yeah. mean, it's Santeria. Um, so... I worked at a Mexican restaurant called Jose Peppers. Went to Buffalo Wild Wings next door. Yes. After work mm. when I was in college because they did not card. Oh, really? So you. Oh. So I was like 19 <clears throat> over okay. there with all of the people who could legally drink. Um, and one of them would always go to the, the uh, jukebox and just throw Sublime on. That's awesome. And it, Santeria. What what's the other one um, that was really big? There's um Santeria, there's uh what I got. The what one, I got was even better. What I got, yeah. It was Sublime is one of those bands where everyone knew like one quarter of the words yeah, of the song. That's true. Yeah. So it it was always like <laughs> Hey got the Santeria I got the crystal blonde Santa Spent it all <laughs> Like just if a bunch I of drunk people bellowing words at random. <clears throat> That's a great record. The story of it is even better. I'm probably gonna get the details wrong, but I think they, that was like their. Well, he died before that record came out. Yeah, right. Uh, Bradley Noel. Well, it was like their. Was it their third? I think it was their third. And I mean, he, he, they broke into a studio to record. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> like they. <laughs> Okay, well, now I appreciate it yeah. more. It may, may not have been that record. It may have been for one of their other ones, but they definitely did that at some point. And it sucks that he never got to, like, reap the benefits I of know. the popularity. Um, but that whole album is good. I mean, it's <clears throat> there are moments that are, like, a little weak, but yeah. overall, I like it. I Yeah, I've never minded it. it that's just always what I associate it with, right. is a bunch of... 23 year old drunk girls mm. not knowing words yeah. to the song <clears throat> living with Louis dogs the only way to stay sane <laughs> uh, yeah what I got is really bad because they they don't know hardly any of the lyrics to that yeah hits um, the bottle it, and goes right to the rock yeah everyone knows Fucking and fighting, it's all the same. <laughs> Everyone knows yeah, that, that line. That part was always, fucking and fighting, it's all the same. <laughs> Love, Love it. It's <laughs> what I... I said, remember that. Mm. I, I have um, grown attached to going to bigger concerts mm. with people, like Ben Folds. We went and saw Ben Folds last oh, year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where they're popular so people recognize their name but they probably haven't listened to them right because i do enjoy watching people sing along with the songs <laughs> flail like like he was doing brick and everyone's yep. like she's a brick and i drown it slowly <laughs> nowhere <laughs> like it's you can just watch people like trying to remember words <laughs> 6 a.m. Every, t- every time it's the day after Christmas, every December 26th, yeah. I think about that song. Yeah. Just because it was, it was so everywhere. It was so in the ether. There's, have you ever seen the show? Um, oh, 
You're the Worst. No, I haven't seen that. It's show. on FX, FXX, whatever it is now. Um, ben Folds was on a couple episodes mm. playing himself. Oh, really? And he plays like this super nice Southern guy who just smokes some mean pork butt, you know? <laughs> like he always talks about that. But he always is just going, hey, guys, if you stick around a little bit, I'll tell you what Brick's about. And everyone goes, it's about abortion. We know. Uh. How did you guys find out? <laughs> That's who, awesome. Who told you guys? Uh, that was honestly, though, like, um, that's such a great song. Yeah. Um, later on, you get Rockin' the Suburbs. Yeah. He's he's one of those people that had a lot of good music, and I like him as a performer. Yeah. But I know that in personal life, he's got to be the biggest dick. <laughs> I just, I just feel like it's got to be the case that he's a one gigantic, of those. Mm. gigantic dick to people. I was in line at one point with him at a Fido, yeah, a coffee shop. At one point, and he punched the barista. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I mean, he. When we saw him the first time, we've seen him twice. Yeah, it was the um, live on the green, and it was oh, right, 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 right. the courthouse. And he was talking about how uh, that was the place he got married mm. and also the place he got divorced three times. <laughs> that's hilarious. And you're like, well, that's a lot of divorces. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, did I ever tell you the story about him playing at our college? Yes. Um, get, get off my table. Where he, he, the student like fun council or whatever that's called i don't know what they're called um <laughs> fun yeah council. the girl that ran it was amazing she i'm would... on the f sfc she was amazing she could pull some stuff off and uh she pulled off booking ben folds but then there were you know it was a conservative yeah christian school which is a weird place for me to be anyway um but a great school but just the environment um but there was this controversy because he did a cover of um what's the rap song oh bitches ain't shit bitches ain't shit yeah, yeah he did a cover of that <laughs> yeah and they asked him specifically is that okay you can come play at our auditorium but don't play right. your cover of b asterisk t-c-h-e-s-h-it you know ain't you know and he came he agreed not to play it right and he came and he totally played it and it was of course he did yeah i i feel like Especially at that point, you've got enough money. Mm. Like, if they refuse to pay you, fine. Right. You told me not to, and it's going to happen. <laughs> right. Sorry. Don't tell me what not to play after you book me. Right. <laughs> he is his own. He's He is his own person. Yeah. In that regard. He's... <clears throat> Do you think people even know anymore? Do you think people... Um, my friend... Well, you, you know him. Roy... Yeah. <clears throat> uh, who was going to be here tonight? Uh, well, welcome to Sushi Jackknife. Oh, are we recording currently? <laughs> yeah, we've been recording for a while. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was going to be here, but then he had some some car issues, had to get his car worked on, ended up having to work Yeah. Um, on a Saturday. So we're going to reschedule that, but it will happen at some point. We probably won't make a grandiose announcement. It'll just happen. Oh, I'm going to make you a know. grandiose announcement. <laughs> you get fanfare, trumpeters, and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We will hire a full marching band <laughs> oh. to be in this basement, mm. this very small, tight space where our table is at. Right. Walking around the table, oh. drumming. Ooh. We will never hear again. Never. <laughs> That's the end of it. That sounds great. It's a good way to go out with your yeah. hearing. Yeah. If you are going to lose all your hearing, it better be in a fantastic marching band type way. Mm. And they're going to unplug all these cables back no. here when they walk through. Oh. Every cable you have is going to get unplugged. That's going to take a lot of work <laughs> for well, me. Talk to the marching band. I'm not in charge of them. So Roy posed this question. <clears throat> yeah. he's, I think he saw something online about emo being dead. Emo's and, never dead, Roy. Really. Yeah. Yeah, and I just thought I'd pose that to you. Let me tell you about this. Okay. I have a um, a friend, I was in a band with him, in Kansas City, mm-hmm. that 
until recently on the alternative radio station there, yes. hosted a weekend emo show. Oh, okay. There you, know you go. Why? Emo never dies. Wow. That's right. You want to hear Juliana Theory? He's going to play Juliana <laughs> Theory. You want to hear some Thursday? He's got the new Thursday. Ooh. I didn't even know that was a thing, but it is. Will you just play Saves the Day for me? He'll play Saves Yay! the Day. And they're they're apparently still around. I found that out this year. I heard year. that too, yeah. They were in town. They were in town here? They were at Grimey's oh, wow. playing a free show. I didn't go because it wasn't worth it. <laughs> at your funeral. Uh, that's another one. We'll mm. sing the Rick Pig. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that's, that whole album is that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then their next album, I don't know if you ever heard the next no. one. No. In Reverie. In Reverie. It's weird. That's the best way I can describe mm. it. And it didn't do well. <laughs> And the only thing I can figure out is um, it was confusing to people, and they didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, that happens. <clears throat> like a de- I enjoyed it. A departure record, mm-hmm. you know. for Very a, different. Right. It's kind of third album territory. Yeah. You have to depart once you've had two solid records. Well, you know? it's like, so Death Cab, mm-hmm. sticking to kind of emo. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. They had plans. Like, right. you remember that the album? album. Plans, yeah. That was a giant album. Big album, yeah. Everyone loved that album. Mm-hmm. And then the next one, nothing sounded like it. <laughs> it. It was even close to the same band. Yeah. And they immediately fell off. Yeah. It was almost like it was a conscious effort uh, by them to go, I think we may be too popular. I don't know if I'm comfortable with this. Let's just make an album that people probably won't like as much. Yeah. It's like squirmy. Mm-hmm. Uh, our friend Brandon, our mutual friend Brandon, um, <clears throat> introduced me to this. The band Parquet Courts, yeah, who I like a lot, um, and have made a lot of solid albums. They also put out this EP. I think it's called Monastic Living. And there's one song you would call a song, yeah. And then the rest of it is like it's just kind of like Sonic Youth on a bad day. Like it's just <laughs> a lot of noise. <laughs> And it's, but I'm I'm so impressed yeah. that they did it, you know, because it's like, well, they just seem like one of those bands. It's like, well, fuck it, like we're yeah. just gonna do whatever we want. I my one of my favorite concert memories is with Death Cab because mm. that al- So the album afterwards, I don't know if you remember the the single. Uh, what is it called? It's Soul you gotta spend some time. Love, oh yeah, that one. Yeah. You so the radio single time. is like three minutes long. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The album cut is like ten minutes long. What? Because there is a huge build-up instrumental intro oh. into the song. Okay. So coming off plans, they were very popular. Yeah. Especially with the you know kind of hipster girl crowd. Yeah. Love Death Cat. Mm-hmm. But they don't really ever listen to full albums like they're you know the the people who love a band but not enough to actually check out the band sure they love the band when they show up sure on the radio or nowadays on spotify right right <laughs> whatever it is right not just girls but yeah well yeah. no but in yeah. this case it was the girls mm-hmm. like mostly it was the girls who were really into them at that point sure um so there's a group of hipster girls in front of us watching them play this concert and they've heard the song mm. on the radio <laughs> they played the album cut with the full seven minutes of intro or however long it is and finally like it's like three and a half minutes into it yeah still not to any lyrics no lyrics have been oh sung. boy People are rioting. Yeah. Like at at most there was like a la 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 in the background. That's it. And uh I one of them turns to another one and goes, I don't know what they're doing. Are are the microphones not working? Or like she thought it was just generally a malfunction on stage that they hadn't sung the song that she expected them to sing. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. If I if I were in a mildly successful band like mm. that, I would just constantly be messing with people like that. It would be worth it. To, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the I've never toured, but 
uh, I hear from people who have toured that you do get into these like boredom stages. Yeah, just because it, it you gotta it, keep things fresh. You gotta keep things fresh. I mean, so. imagine, imagine, especially like bands that are older. Yeah, like imagine being the Rolling Stones at this point. Oh my gosh, you've played the same set essentially. Yeah, for thirty years. Right, like you gotta do something to mix it up at some point. Absolutely. How are they not messing with their audience every single time? I I agree. I agree. <laughs> I think what they should do is put a grove of coconut trees on stage. <laughs> See, see if Keith Richards can survive the yeah, concert. Exactly. <laughs> It'll be a game. <laughs> Just all of a sudden, the sound is a lot thinner. <laughs> and they look, and Keith Richards is up the tree. Like, Keith, get down! Ah! <laughs> I've got a lovely bunch of... <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what is it with English people and coconuts? They're obsessed with them. They love coconuts? They love coconuts. It's probably the most tropical thing imaginable. British people don't love many things, is what I've learned. Mm. Like, when you look at traditional British cuisine and stuff, yeah, um, you look at it and most of the time go, that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's meat, potatoes. Yeah. What do you have for breakfast? Baked beans? Okay. Well, that makes sense. Just <laughs> eat your sad beans, British people. Um, coconuts are the opposite of that. That's why they love them. That's true. There's... Coconuts bring joy. All British people love coconuts. Established. <laughs> it's a fact. It's a fact. It's a fact. Even if they have an allergy, yep. they'll they'll deal. That they will <laughs> they will power through that allergy. <laughs> so we can we can reconquer the island with just a, a ship full of mm-hmm. coconut pies. Just take away all of their epipens <laughs> and give them the coconut pies. <laughs> so I finished reading this book. Um, I don't know if I've talked to you about this at all. You you might. I don't know if you would like this book. I think you might. Um, Ian Fleming, the guy that wrote all the James Bond books, mm-hmm. did this travel book. Have okay. I talked to you about this? No. Okay. Uh, he did this travel book at one point. Uh, it's called Thrilling Cities. And it was Ooh. originally a series of, of articles for uh, the Sunday Times in London. And they gave him money to basically travel around the world and write about all these different cities. Which, yeah. by the way... If anyone listening would love to give me money Gosh. to go around and I'll podcast about random mm-hmm. cities, I'm all for it. I, it doesn't even have to be worldwide. Give me money to regionally travel. Yeah, I would do that, too. That would be a blast. I'd love to I'm do in that. Clarksville, Tennessee. Let me tell you about this. Maybe we could branch out into some kind of thing like that at some Maybe. point. We've talked about doing things like that before. Remember that? Um, God, what was it, Nathan? There was some, like, mystical object in East Tennessee we were going to... Supposedly, I should say, mystical object. Like, some well or or something that we were going to go visit at one point. Do you remember talking about that? Vaguely. It's been a while. We need to do it. We We need to just do something ridiculous. I think... I agree. We we do well with ridiculous. See, let me... I do need to... For anyone who hasn't listened long enough to know this, Mm. uh, mysticism... Yeah. According to me, <laughs> is a bunch of hooey. Right. <laughs> so I would like to visit it so I can point and laugh at all of the fools. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Mm. yeah. So Thrilling Cities, he goes from Hong Kong to Macau. Okay. To, oh gosh, where's he go next? I think, he, I think maybe Japan. He goes to Tokyo, then Hawaii. Uh huh. Then, um, Las Vegas, L.A., that's in one go. New York, Chicago. Uh, and then he goes to, like, to Europe, to different parts of Germany and stuff. Right. And he's... If you don't know anything about Ian Fleming, uh, I like his writing, but he's a bastard. <laughs> and That's kind of one of his things. That's yeah. kind of one of his things. Like, he, you know, he didn't have much respect for... I mean, part of it's the times. Yeah. That he lived in, but part if, of it's just him. You, you know? know how you see old James Bond movies yeah. and you go, wow, huh, That he's not like huge into women. Right. <laughs> like he doesn't respect women a lot. Huh? Right. That's that came a, from somewhere. <laughs> right. That's a big part of it. That, you know, people of other races mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and nationalities and yeah. things. He's just not very into any of it. Um, 
So some of his things were great. Like, not very woke. N- not very woke. And he wrote this in the like late 50s to early 60s. Like This is when he was going around. So he loved all the places he could like seriously gamble, like Hong Kong and Macau. Love those places. You know, the, the places where, like, human slavery, right. like, definitely exists, you know. Not that it doesn't exist here, but you know what I'm saying. It's a little more right. obvious. Say. Right. Um, Something <laughs> where, like, you can just walk down the street and go, right. human slavery. Right. Neat. Right okay. there. Yeah. Okay. I can buy this person. <laughs> um, he also is obsessed with gangsters. So, when he's in Chicago, it's all about gangsters. Well, um, I get that. Yeah. I've read way too much moth- Have mafia you? stuff. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just you know, I I got it. I got to know. <laughs> mm. My favorite line in the whole book, though, is when he goes to New York City, and the opening line of of that piece is, uh, "I enjoyed New York least of all." <laughs> I think it was a very different place than yeah. than than now. Well, what when would this have been? Like I say, late fifties, yeah, early sixties. Yeah. yeah. So that would be. I mean. What everyone talks about, like the seventies, being mm. like the rolling blackouts and yes, the the sanitation worker strikes right. and everything. Like that was when it was the very bottom, right? So this was on the 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 yeah, descent. it's on the yeah, it's yeah. on the way down, <laughs> right? Uh, Berlin was maybe most of the fast one of the most fascinating ones though because um, I didn't know this, but after World War Two. And of course, Fleming was uh, a Navy intelligence officer. Oh, really? For the British in World War II. Interesting. And he like play, like he like his job was to like come up with schemes and plans of missions and things like that. So he would put together you know like battle plan basically or an infiltration plan. Uh, so in Berlin, he's I mean he has a moment because he's talking about how. You know, I mean, obviously that was the seat of Hitler's power, right? Right. Berlin was the capital. And how much it, how much they bombed England, which was like decimated right. during World War II. And uh, how how much they the English retaliated on, specifically on Berlin. Right. right. Um, and so, so right after the war, <clears throat> uh, they pushed all the piles of rubble together in Berlin and p- piled them up into these big mounds. And they refer to those as Hitler's collected works, which I thought was great. And there's layers to that joke, right? Yeah. Because he was, he was an attempted, he was a failed artist. Right. You know, he fucked, you know, he was an evil person. He fucked everything up. And so all this rubble. I like yeah. I mean, just that, that was really great. I loved that. You know, World War Two, the United States, like we really got the best deal out of all of that. Oh yeah, for sure. We so we sat back because yeah. we were assholes. Yeah, we just waited. <laughs> we just waited. Yeah, until everything was kind of cleared out, and we had to right jump in because Japan. Yeah, Pearl because Harbor. of Pearl Harbor. Yeah, and we jump in after everyone is pretty much decimated. Yeah, like not not just the axis but the allies were were pretty oh, yeah. gone and we jump in and we're like we're here to save the day blah, 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 blah. and so really the way we tell the story we get right. all the credit for it <laughs> yes with no damage hardly exactly we have exactly. pearl harbor and that's literally it right as far as on shore on damage. american soil right every other country you know, millions, billions, trillions of dollars of yeah, damage now. Right. Um, from the bombing, we lost a ship. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, a few ships, yeah. to, to be fair. But, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's like we we didn't lose, as far as U.S. territory, mm, anything really that right, much. Right. And we then claim all of the credit for ending the war. And then we unleashed <laughs> the most powerful weapons of, of all time yeah. ever yeah. unleashed, right? Um, I guess, you know, I, I'm fascinated with the Manhattan Project and all that stuff Yeah, in particular. Um, just because I'm fascinated with the scientists, like the Oppenheimers and people that were working on it. But, I, you know, they, they were doing nuclear tests and Oppenheimer is 
seeing up the project and watching these tests and, and saying that you know they've unleashed this destructive force he's quoting the bhagavad gita saying that they right. we can't like we're never going back from this we've we've done something terrible it, it, it was his version of oopsie yeah, right. <laughs> i take it back yeah but yeah yeah it, it it's true we the u.s came in and kind of at the last minute yeah well what so we went um last year last year to the world war ii uh museum in chicago okay and i hadn't realized this until then because they don't really ever teach this in history class Mm. um you know how currently our uh cheeto hitler of a president is all about uh you know nationalism like america first we gotta focus on america Right. Well, there was a very strong push uh, of that during World War II, like the right. very beginnings. Right. Uh, Charles, Charles Lindbergh right. was going around the country campaigning that we should never help another country. Right. It's all about us. And that was why we didn't get involved. Popular mm. opinion didn't swing until, <laughs> until Pearl until Harbor. Pearl and then Harbor. people are like, oh, we should probably like... Yeah. I don't know. Go help? Right. I don't know. Right. So we really were just sitting off going, nah, I mean, that's not really <laughs> our thing. While, whilst France is occupied, yeah. England is crumbling. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. Half anyway. of Europe has been taken. Taken. Poland <laughs> has been taken. Yeah. Japan is, is uh, launching an attack on all of Asia. And we're we're like, well, but like we're in a different continent, <laughs> right? So yeah. we're the new kids. What do we do? <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Um, I love that, and I don't think we knew about the. We didn't know about the concentration no, camps, did we? We didn't know until we later. didn't have full knowledge until later, right? About everything, but like we weren't just. Sitting there unaware of. Right. Like, you don't see what's happening with that. Take out any of the concentration camps. Right. You see a country invading all the other countries. Right. You don't sit there and go, I mean, they're probably fine. Right. <laughs> and I, and, and I, I bet th- they're cool. I bet, yeah, they're fine. Uh, <laughs> they practically wanted to be invaded. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Poland just said, Hey, <laughs> come on, come on in. over, guys. <laughs> we were tired of taking care of ourselves. Just take the country; it's, right. it's yours now. Right, <sighs> boy. I love that picture of um, Stalin, JFK, and yeah. Churchill. I'm a big fan of Churchill. I'm just inter- fascinated with the guy, and you know, Stalin's sitting there like Stalin, yeah. you know, like a uh, like a, a concrete block. Right is what he looks like. Um, uh, JFK is like intentionally sitting very upright. He's in the middle. Right, and and not JFK. I said JFK. FDR. Yeah, the other one. Yeah, with the letters. The, the different president. <laughs> that would be a totally different thing altogether. <laughs> FDR is sitting, you know, very upright and regal looking, and then Churchill is like slumped down in his chair. Right, like hat off looking very despondent churchill <laughs> i mean aside from the fact that he was most certainly drunk, drunk. during that picture right uh <laughs> he was always drunk i just assume just based on things he said and stuff that he was just looking at it going i don't i mean <laughs> oh, fuck the whole thing i don't want to do it <laughs> yeah it was chamberlain's problem <laughs> neville did it i don't want to do it <laughs> <laughs> why does no one yell about neville chamberlain more oh i think people do they don't yell about him enough not enough but I like think, that's a guy know. that should be like as much as we talk about like benedict arnold here mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. he's a thing mm-hmm. like you're a benedict arnold there should be a you're a neville chamberlain meaning you just rolled over and let someone do something <laughs> yeah i think yeah i think i think that might be the case in other places though it should be everywhere. Yeah. That's the picture of being terrible at your job. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Churchill, like, really wanted to be pals with FDR, though. Like, he really respected him. 
and wanted to be friends, you know. Yeah. And and FDR, I think, liked him, but was a little trepidatious or something, you know. Probably because he was always Trump. Right. <laughs> and I don't think either of them had any... Re- it, they knew what Stalin was, basically, yeah. I think. You know, they were smart uh, th- enough That was know. a... I mean, it really just... It had to happen. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that was an... A, I, what do they call it? Like a necessary alliance yeah. for the time, yeah. right? I mean, we were we were allied with them, and then World War Two ended, and almost immediately we're like, okay, we don't like you. Yeah, <laughs> get out of here. Get out of here. Well, that was the other thing too about this book is um, East and West Germany. He talks about the contrast, yeah, between the two, and how stark you know it really is. Um, very interesting stuff. So uh, a book, if you can, uh, I'll say it this way, if you can get past the sexism and racism and anti-Semitism, it's a great book. <laughs> and I would recommend it. It was in the travel uh, section, at uh, travel writing section yeah. at McKay's for a quarter. A quarter? Uh, it was the best quarter. No, 75 cents. That's... That's three times as much as you said it was originally, and Sorry. I'm upset about it's this. still not very much. <laughs> what can you get for 75 cents anymore? I don't even know if you can get a gumball anymore for 75 cents. I don't know where you buy a gumball. <laughs> like, where would you go buy a gumball? I never see a gumball machine anymore. You don't see them as much. It's true. No. It's true. I'm going to have to do a do some research on this gumball just because search. I'm curious. Yeah. You could go, you could take your 75 cents and go to one of those bulk candy stores and get like two gummy items. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. I want these two gummy worms, please. 75 cents. Thank you. <laughs> you know what also has kind of gone by the wayside? The, all the grocery stores when I was growing up had the that like carousel of candy oh, that yeah. you would scoop. Mm-hmm. I mean, they still sort of have that at like your Whole Foods yeah, and well, stuff, you know. Yeah, but, it's but almonds. Whole Foods, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go over there and it's like, yeah. ooh, look, quinoa, <laughs> right. and you get that. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's not really the same. But this would be like enriched flour, right? Mm. Ooh, but you could, you could get a scoop of gumballs. You could get, uh, yeah. you could get like licorice. You could get I think, know, all the old fashioned candy. I think Whole Foods. The last time I was there, and just perusing, being annoyed by prices like I do. <laughs> they in the bulk section I noticed they like they have all their grains. Yeah, yeah. They have fancy salts. You know. Oh. How you're like, "Oh man, I really need some pink Himalayan sea salt. Yeah. Let me get that by the pound." <laughs> right. Huh. Um had all that stuff. And then like bottom row on the far right, there were like three things of candy. Ooh. <laughs> It was like the special treat. Like, if you can make it through the banana chips <laughs> and just keep going down, there's some gummy bears somewhere here for you. <laughs> banana chips are one of those things that I, if you gave me, if you walked up to my house yeah. and handed me a pound of banana chips, yeah, they'd be gone in less than 24 hours. Oh, see, if I'll you, just eat them and eat them and eat them. If you handed, so plantain chips I like. Okay. Banana chips, I don't know what it is about them. Not a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's the sweetness or what. They're yes. just not my thing. Plantain chips, I'm all over. I've had those too. I will eat plantain chips. They're more savory though. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I want a savory chip. I don't okay. want a sweet chip. Okay. Sweet? No. <laughs> I tried to <laughs> I tried to make like the uh, the plantains in the uh, in the skillet. You know. And I, I don't know what I did. They tasted really bad. I'm afraid to try anything with plantains. Mm. I just, I know, I know my limitations cooking. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to be adventurous. I'll try cooking a lot of things. Like, for a while, one of our goals at my house, and I, I finally did it, was to go buy a whole fish and fillet it. Oh, and yeah. And cook it. Yeah. And I did that. Turned out fine. Oh, good. I was very pleased. Congratulations. With it. Um, like, I'll try new things I've never done. Yeah. I know if I buy a plantain, I am going to screw up anything I try with that plantain. Yeah. Unless 
Unless our goal with the plantain is to eat that plantain raw, <laughs> right. I'm not going to do it right. They have like a potato-y kind of flavor to them. Have you have they're you ever had a raw one? Like, are they soft? Yeah, they're soft. They're, they're a little stiffer than a banana, I would say. I should... So my child is super into bananas. Okay. Like, that's... Today, he got mad because I wouldn't give him a second banana. Ooh. That's too many bananas. <laughs> I don't want two bananas. I want a single banana if I'm having a banana and I'm done. He's two. He shouldn't want multiple bananas. Mm. I should start buying plantains also. And if he asks for a second banana, give him a plantain and see what happens. You're going to have a very unhappy <laughs> child. He's going to know that he's going to take a bite. It's like It's like getting... It, it it's like thinking you got a coke from the fountain, but you right. got tea. Yeah, and hey, the reaction <laughs> that your brain has, I it would be something that's oh, brought up to his therapist he years down the line. Yeah, I mean, really, if that's the worst thing he brings up to his therapist, I did my job. You could hurt someone with a plantain <laughs> physically. I mean, a banana. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't think you can hurt someone with a no. banana. They give way pretty easily. Right. But a plantain's they're, got... They're firm. It's got a backbone to it. <laughs> I feel like you almost need to fillet the plantain. There's some, some sort of stiffness in there. I'm, I'm not going to ever mess with a plantain. What sort of fruit is that, anyway? It's like, in the banana family. I know, but, like, what is a banana? I It's strange uh, to think about. Yeah. Like, apples... Oranges, peaches are all kind of the same. I mean, they're di- yes, they taste different, but they they are stone. F- well, uh, I guess an orange isn't, but they all grow from a tree and hang there. Well, you'll like this. And are round. Yes. A banana is botanically hmm. a berry. What? It's botanically a berry. That's weird. What else can you tell me about bananas? Uh, it's produced by several large flowering plants, blah, 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 blah. Um, it's starch. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, that's really the gist of it. Um, there are four different banana cultivators. Huh. So that's interesting. Del Monte. Now, what is the definition of a berry? Because that's going to hurt my head. Mm. It's a fleshy fruit without a stone produced from a single flower containing one ovary. So it's a very general... Yeah. It's a very general definition. There's not a stone in the middle of a banana. No. It does come from a flower. It does. Yeah. I'm assuming there's one ovary. I don't know. I don't count plant ovaries. I heard something one time. (laughs) I'm not a plant gynecologist. (laughs) I heard something one time about... Something about bananas, like, all having the same DNA or something? Like, they're all, like, kind of clones? Or... Well, what I've heard, and I, I don't know if this is true or not, so okay. no one listening hold me to okay. anything I'm about to say. But um, the current banana we have today yeah. has been messed with so much oh, that okay. there really is only one major type of banana Mm. um we've there used to be more and we kind of just bred those out of existence okay so that's what it is maybe okay that's gotta be part of it yeah i just found an article (laughs) this is not what i intended to look up but from (laughs) getscience.com are you you googling bananas yeah because i feel like that (laughs) might end dangerously (laughs) (laughs) how genetically related are we to bananas Gene sequencing reveals that we have more in common with bananas, chickens, and fruit flies than you may expect. Well, I would expect none, so if there's one thing we have in common, then yes. (laughs) We share more than half of our genetic material with chickens, fruit flies, and bananas. What half? (laughs) One of these things is not like the other. How? That's a plant. That's a that's a that's a that's I a need way more different information cell about wall. this. Okay, I'm gonna keep going. Um, is it? I I just want to know like what what they're what they're looking at, right? Genetic material wise. I think it has something to do with proteins here. Um, okay, let's see. Chimpanzees ninety six percent identical to humans. We know that right evolution that 
Chicken. Whoa, whoa. Not evolution. Uh huh. We're intelligently made. <laughs> Go ahead. By evolution. Um, <laughs> ch- chicken, 60% identical. I think that makes it fine to eat them. 40%. Yeah. Uh, but, oh, yeah. I mean, that's definitely below the cannibalism rate. Threshold. So that's yeah. <laughs> Get this. Banana, more than 60% identical. We're more related to bananas than chickens. Hell! I don't know! Hell! 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 <laughs> it says many of the housekeeping genes, in quotations, housekeeping, that are necessary for basic cellular function, such as for replicating DNA, controlling the cell cycle, and helping cells divide, are shared between many plants, including bananas and animals. So it's not just bananas. And when it comes to the fruit fly, we are 60% identical to fruit flies. I don't understand. I think the argument here is that there are some basic things. Like, are they are they taking it out that far where, like, mm. generally 60% were the same? Yeah, I think so. Also, okay. I just scrolled to the bottom of this, and it says, brought to you by Pfizer. So, <laughs> I have doubts now. <laughs> I have doubts. <laughs> That's just Pfizer's attempt to be able to test their drugs on bananas and say, oh, no one died. Right. It was fine. (laughs) All the bananas we tested this on definitely no longer have any sort of disease. Here's another uh, article from Seeker.com. Bananas, genes, unpeeled. Good one, (laughs) Seeker.com. The long-awaited sequencing of the banana... Long-awaited? The long-awaited sequencing of the banana genome might help save the yellow fruit from imminent collapse. Bananas are in peril around the world, Nathan. Well, obviously. Everything's in peril around the world. Humans are in peril around the world. It's true. Uh, You're not special bananas. In an effort, in an effort, in an effort to save bananas from an Im, from imminent demise, scientists have now sequenced the banana genome for the first time, a challenging feat and a major major advance in the field. Um, okay, they're going to use it to make bananas that are more naturally resilient to parasites and other stresses. Um, yeah, I'm not finding a whole lot here, but can I can I tell you? I have very mixed emotions about things like that. So I know that it would be good to have bananas that are more resilient Yeah, in general. Right. But I also go back and forth because part of me thinks, hey, you know, parasites exist for a reason. (laughs) Ah, right. Right. To... Like, maybe we don't just mess with the entire mm-hmm. ecosystem mm-hmm. all at one time right. when we're trying to make it where I can afford the bananas that show up at Walmart. You right. know, let's let's think this through for a minute. <laughs> Get this. This is what I was talking about. <clears throat> bananas were first domesticated 7,000 years ago in Southeast Asia. As people migrated, uh, they crossed plants with other species along the way. Bananas gradually became seedless, delicious, and sterile. Instead of multiplying through sexual reproduction, which mixes up the gene pool, bananas are cultivated through a vegetative propagation, which involves just cutting off a section of one plant to grow on its own. It's the same process used to grow several other crops like cassava, sweet potatoes, and yams. But as a result, I guess it's called the Cavendish banana. It's like the main one that we eat. Okay. As a result, every single Cavendish banana, the variety that makes up about half of all bananas eaten around the world, is an exact clone of every other Cavendish banana. That's what I was getting at. And that's what I'm, that's what I was getting at. That's what I heard is <laughs> right. it's we no longer have the original really uh breed of bananas because we wanted them different. Yeah. <laughs> So we just we want to make it a more banana y banana. I like this I like this idea only because it would be difficult to do, but if you if you had all the resources and time, yeah, you could go back in the generations of banana trees and find the one banana tree that all of these other bananas have come from. Yeah. You could find it. You could find the You could have the OG banana. But the OG banana. Yeah. Banana zero. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
ground zero banana. Oh man, imagine if you could find where that started. <laughs> yeah. And just get bananas straight from there, how much more you could sell them for, even oh, though they're wow. the exact same thing. Yes. You know there'd be hipsters going, I know this banana was fifteen dollars. <laughs> this one banana. <laughs> this one banana was fifteen dollars. But man, this is the original banana. This is the OG banana. This is no one's messed with this one. This is the one that it came from. Right. How long until we get like heirloom variety? But I mean, could we even do it at this point? I don't know. Like, is have we bred everything else out of existence? We really, we should just let the earth. I know. Go take we've us. Really, yes. It wins. I, <laughs> like we, we've tried to beat it. Yeah, it wins. It wins. Let's just go extinct it's always gonna win yeah no uh, more humans there i'm this is a pessimistic thought <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i sort of am waiting for the disease to pop up that takes a bunch of people out oh it's it's gonna like, happen a you're lot waiting of people out you're waiting for the um uh i am legend the i am legend up. i'm i'm honestly i'm waiting for what was the movie with mark Wahlberg that Everyone thought was dumb. The plants were attacking. Oh, um, the happening. It's the M night. Yeah, yeah. the M night Shyamalan. Movie. I'm waiting yeah. for the happening scenario. Except, yeah, we're not going to get killed by Ivy, right? But like, <laughs> like somebody... by our own bravado. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we are. I I do wonder if the planet has some. Not to sound too mystical here, but if the planet has some sense, the ecosystem. Yeah, not the planet because the planet. The planet is just rock, right? Right, but the the life on the exterior of the planet has some meta sense that we're fucking everything up, right? Well, I mean, you know? let's let's say that evolution is real. I know it's a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, imagine if I really believe that. Yeah. Uh, let's say evolution is real. Yeah. The way we do things, just looking at Darwinian yeah. <laughs> theory. Right. Like, we are essentially going, yeah, no, we're just going to wipe out ourselves here. Like, we're just using everything that we could possibly need as quickly yes. as possible. <laughs> yes. And just making everything as unlivable as it can be. <laughs> yes. What what is it a human needs? They need a temperate climate. They need clean water. They need food. food. Let's get rid of all of those things, <laughs> right? And just go crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. I mean, <laughs> but to be fair, most of the people who are okay with getting rid of those things also don't believe Darwin. So right. that's true. Uh, yeah, yeah. My argument doesn't hold a lot of weight with them. <laughs> <laughs> These are the same people who, when it gets really bad, they just plan to jump off the edge of the world. Yeah. Yeah. They're the people who <laughs> look outside when there's a blizzard in Las Vegas and go, oh, looks like global warming would have been nice right now. By by the way, <laughs> here in, in Nashville, it's been raining for two weeks. Yeah. I mean, it's... My phone has let me know about flood warnings four times in the last two days. Yes. So that's fun. We haven't had, as far as I know, we haven't had a major flood yet in town this year. 2010 was the last major, yeah. and it did a lot of damage yeah. here. I live on a hill. As I'm okay. Do, <laughs> as do I. It, but, you know, sadly, this basement would fill with water first. Yeah. So that would be Yeah, harsh. and you've got a lot of... There's a lot of junk down things. here. Things. Yeah, including that guy. What are you doing? Why are you still here? Oh, he's definitely going to drown. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. You, if you have a flood coming into your basement, yeah. I, I'm just imagining the levels of panic as you try to move the things that would be damaged. <laughs> My precious items. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Like I see a guitar case over here. Uh huh. You got a lot of electronic equipment. It's true. My kids' artwork. Yeah. Like, there's so many things. What am I going to grab first? The electronic equipment, yeah, definitely. obviously. Obviously, yeah. yeah. The kid can make more artwork. He can make more it's art. fine. Whatever. It would help me clear the play, the space out, though, because there's a lot of things I'm just not dealing with down you know, here. You know, on Netflix, there's the, um, the Marie, Marie Kondo. Kondo. Yeah. yeah. 
that's her extreme version. <laughs> if people don't listen to her her ideas, Spark she just joy. floods their house. Yeah. <laughs> that nice translator woman that's with her all the time. The translator is standing off to the side going, uh, does that spark joy for you now, <laughs> motherfucker? Huh? I mean, I, I, I resist making fun of the people on that show. Not her. She's great. Yeah. And her, her translator. Uh, but the, the, the people's houses they go to because... If she came to my house, it would be such a process for me. It would be so difficult. You would be touching everything going, nope, joy. Yeah. Lot of joy here. Right. Oh, all the joy. There was a guy in one we watched that he was super nostalgic about. They they had bought this house, but it was the mailbox that was there when they moved in, which okay. they changed immediately. Right. Because it was an ugly little mailbox right but he was nostalgic about it because it was the mailbox that was there when they moved in that's a dumb thing to be nostalgic yeah, about. i agree i agree i i understand the feeling there yeah i do but at the same time it's like no i mean you gotta let that see go. there needs to be an additional show where there's a tougher person that comes through <laughs> and it says does that spark joy yeah and if they say yes they just smack them and then move <laughs> right on. uh the only episode i've watched of it I wasn't paying full attention. I'll be honest, I don't care. <laughs> I know. I don't care about these shows. I know. But it was a couple, naturally. Yes. And she had the the wife uh, going through her clothes, finding what sparked joy. And then the husband went into his other room where he had a closet because she had taken up the full <laughs> closet and was going through things that sparked joy. Right. And he found a t-shirt. And he was like, oh, now this one definitely does. And from the other room, the wife goes, are you sure? <laughs> and I started to think that's where the system breaks down there. <laughs> yeah. I, yep. It doesn't work if other people are deciding your choice. That's correct. You, you, have, to, you have to invest like, in the You have to isolate process. spouses right. <laughs> yes. for this to work. I, I agree. I agree. What if, so like clothing is fine. Sure. But what about joint items? Do you have to do yeah. a two-layer? Yeah. Like, really, wouldn't it be best to have, like, a blind double spark joy test? Yeah. Like, kind of like a uh, a um, Tinder <laughs> type of situation where you just go through and you swipe, and if both of you swiped, you get to keep the item, and if only one of you swiped, it's gone? Yeah, this would work out great with people who have lots of kids. Yeah. You know, you just... <laughs> Well, we're keeping three out of four, so yeah. it was successful. <laughs> and Marie Kondo just smiles her her nice smile. Mm, yes, her very yes. nice, very nice smile. Yes. She seems like a genuinely nice person. Yes, I, I have to wonder if she is routinely shocked by how we live. Oh, I'm in sure. this country because I know that space is hard to come by in Japan. Yeah, like they have tiny houses because they have to. Yeah, it's, it's not a, a choice. It's a necessity, right? Yeah. They build up, not out. <laughs> right. And and I think probably if you looked at... There has to be some measurement that says, in this country, people on average have this much space. Oh, I'm sure you know? there is. And it's got to be way smaller than what we have. But Yeah. Yeah. She does a good job of holding it together because, you know, as a she must be a very neat and tidy <clears throat> person with a lot of open space in her house. And some of these places they go to, it's like, wow. Well, and it's... I mean... You go in there and you start looking at the stuff, and it's just a bunch of garbage. I mean, yeah. I have the same. Th oh, the same we all thing. do. Everyone we all do. does. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm watching it, judging all the people. You know that the the uh, organizational expert is definitely judging everyone. <laughs> she may be nice, but she's still looking at it, going, "Oh, oh what is? Why?" <laughs> Why on all of this? Oh, yeah! Kudos to the editors on that show that just edit out her disgust. <laughs> there are so many shots of her just you know sneering at piles of garbage. <laughs> no, she seems very intentional. She seems very uh, she seems very enlightened about the whole project. The average home size in Japan is one thousand three hundred ten square feet. Okay, um, that's. Smaller than my house. 1,300. I know it's smaller than your house. Yeah. 
um, the average home size in the United States is 2,700 square feet. Oh, my gosh. It's like double. Yeah. It's more than double. Yeah. Wow. Um, so there you go. <laughs> I think that says a lot. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, it's it's like the George Carlin bit. He he talks about how you, you have a house. You buy a house. Yeah. But that house has a lot of space. So then you go and you buy a bunch of crap to put in the house. But you buy too much crap. So then you have to buy a bigger house and then you buy more <laughs> crap to fill all that. And on and on and on until eventually you die. And then someone has to go through all of your crap in your house. <laughs> it's a circle of life. That's that's terrible. <laughs> Going through other people's stuff yeah. and deciding what to do with all of it. Especially if you are responsible. Like right. if you, say, care enough to recycle or give things to goodwill or some things need to go to aunt Flo and right other thing you know uncle Methuselah give all, is gonna give want. all the tchotchkes to to whoever that'll keep her busy yeah. for a while <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah if you're if you're responsible about it it's such a burden to yeah. i so i had um i guess she's my great aunt i don't know what what relations are mm. but a relative <laughs> who who died when i was a kid yeah and she left um one of my other relatives who is one of the single most responsible human beings i've ever met well in charge of her belongings mm. and this is a very firm memory in my childhood like maybe i was eight or nine we went in after the funeral and she had <laughs> shelves she had brought in shelves <laughs> and organized all of the items with, like, you know, if you go to a garage sale, there will be, like, the colored oh, the round dots. stickers. Yeah. yeah. She had organized them. <laughs> like, this family gets to pick from the orange stickers. <laughs> this family gets to pick... And then there was, like, the pile of, like, miscellaneous things where it's like, kids, go look at the miscellaneous garbage no one wants. It's games that are missing four pieces. Do whatever. Ah. And I that has stuck with me because I've thought, oh, man, I definitely want to die before anyone else so that I don't have to do that. Absolutely. Oh, I don't want terrible. someone else to be in charge of that. I don't want to be in charge of estates. That's no, no good. No, no fun. I don't, I don't even know where you buy those stickers. <laughs> they give them to you when you when you organize a funeral. <laughs> the funeral director is like, "Okay, how many do you think you need?" So, uh, these are the coffins we offer. Yeah. Uh, as you can see, this is a velvet. Oh, while I'm on the subject of um you know, getting things into order. Um, we do offer a variety of colored stickers. <laughs> I'm sorry? <laughs> Just as many sheets as you want. Sheets? Uh, there are... I, I uh, Bethany, how many color? There are 12 colors that we offer. <laughs> 12 sounds like a nice variety of colors. I That's what I want to avoid. I don't want that. Yeah, I... Yeah... I guess writing a will helps. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Say, That's a whole thing. Well, I mean, you, I don't think you have to cover the moose. You know what my will would you say. Know. My will is going to say, I don't care. Like, I, I leave stuff to whoever. Just figure it out. Why Why deny yourself the chance to have some fun with that, though? Like, <laughs> like take like an expensive item, like a nice watch you have, maybe, yeah. and say, this could go to either... Uh, Justin or uh, George. Fight to the death! Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to create a Hunger Games situation. <laughs> I'm going to pile up all of my belongings. <laughs> I'm going to leave weapons around. Yes. And there's just going to be, like, you rush to your weapon, and then whoever survives <laughs> gets what they want out of the pile of stuff. It will be a melee. <laughs> now, what's interesting there is it's the gift that keeps on giving because all of their estates <laughs> then can do the same thing. And your son is just going to be standing there 
cradling a bunch of bananas and eating as many as he wants. He's just going to eat a banana and watching Elmo. He doesn't care about any of this. No, he'll be a grown man soon. No, I'm assuming he still eats bananas and watches Elmo. That's him forever. It's all you've known. Yeah. It's all you've known. Uh, Sushi Jackknife. Sushi Jackknife.